You're listening to Third Impact Anime. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Third Impact Anime Podcast. This time we are direct from Animazement and I'm your host Sully and with me today we have a very special guest. We have Linda Young. Hello. Hi, Sally. Hi, everyone. And if you are a fan of any of the things you probably would have found here this week, and you know that she is the voice of Baba in Dragon Ball Z. Yes. And Genkai in Yu Yu Hakusho. Yes. And the thing she is most noted for is she is one of the original voice actors for Frieza in the American dub of Dragon Ball Z. That's right. That is what you're most known Probably the reason most (laughs) people are here to see you today. I'm most noted for that, but I have found out a lot of people really like Genkai, too, from Yu Yu Hakusho. One of my uh, very close friends, when he found out that you were here and that we were going to try to interview you, he said, please tell her that Genkai is my favorite character and that I really loved her performance, so I'm making sure I do that. Oh, well, thank you. I enjoyed playing Genkai also. So, you know, you are known for doing animation voiceover work, but, you know, where did you sort of get started in the industry in general? Like, were you a general actor? Did you just do voice or radio? Where did that sort of begin for you? Oh, I started with acting. Um... Really, when I was young, I started writing plays and performing them. And when I got into school and high school, I got in the plays and um, also a singer. I sang a lot. And then in college, I studied theater arts and communications and music. And then I got into advertising and radio and got all sorts of experience doing all different voices. And then I got an agent and started doing a little bit of Everything. Do you remember some of the plays you were in or any favorites that you had? Okay. Guys and Dolls was one of my favorite. I played Adelaide and um, Bus Stop. I played the character that Marilyn Monroe played, Cherie. Butterflies Are Free. I played the character Goldie Hawn played. Um, oh, Fiddler on the Roof. I mean, I've played in a lot of them. But I have to ask, have you ever done any Tennessee Williams? Because he's my favorite. Um. No, I never have. I um, Now, in college, we did some, but it seemed like I was... I had to do the lights. I was so horrible at the lights. I was, too. I had to do theater. <laughs> and they uh, part of the... I, I did one year of theater education. They make you do everything. They, they do the light. It took me... They were like, it'll take you an hour. It took me three. So I feel you on that. Oh, I know. The stagecraft part of it, I wasn't that great at either. The lights, it was just hard for me. But it's good that they made us do everything. Yeah, you kind of see sort of what everyone else deals with that you don't have to necessarily. So when you you went from stage acting in school and then you started doing um, voiceover work. So you did commercials. Are you able to say some of the commercials or things you might have done ads for? Oh, sure. Um, I don't know. If Grandy's chicken is around here, or I don't know. We're 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 Bojangles people in in the great state <laughs> of North Carolina. But I was their spokesperson for a long time. 
I was a spokesperson for an um, athletic place called Busy Body. I did a, a lot of different commercials, commercials for like J.C. Penney, um, Sears. I did, I did so many I can't even remember because I used to do a lot. I did some with celebrities and. Um, I believe when I was doing research, you did an orange juice commercial at one point. Yes, yes. Yeah, I can't even remember what orange juice it was. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? But I mean, sometimes so you just do the job, and then you kind of. I mean, people Forget don't about it. really seem to know that like, they think actors. I, I remember reading about an actor who he was like a character actor, and he told someone he was like picking up his kid from school or whatever, and the guy's like, well, what movies have you been in? And he was kind of like, had to explain, like, working acting means you do a lot of different things, and you don't always, it's a lot of background work, or um, like you do, the point of being a character actor is you become that character. Yes. And so it's, it's one of those things I think people just don't, under, they think that the voices on commercials just, you know, fall down from the sky, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But, um, yeah, I did, um, for a while, I was doing a little Christian radio show called J.J. and the Fruit Troops, um, where I got to write it and do all the characters. So that was a really good um, experience for me. And there was a show where, um, Page Turner Radio, where I got to read books of famous authors, you know, parts, clips from their books. So that was a lot of fun, too. So I, I've done a lot of different, all sorts of things. And singing, I'm a singer. I, I sing with big band. Yeah. I remember I, like maybe a few years ago, you had the panel with Rusi Nakao, and you said that you had done jazz music before. Yes, you still do. jazz so you do, too. You still I do, do I do, and I, I also sing 40 songs. I sing with a group that, I don't know if you've ever heard Boogie Woogie Beagle. I have. I, I'm, okay. I am, my friends always joke, I'm very old on the inside. Like, I was right. a TV land kid. I listened to old music. All I love like right. the... 40s or the 60s. Okay, so. well, 40s, 40s music. Do you music. have any particular like musicians or songwriters or anyone from the, that era, the 40s, or that you particularly like, or maybe a song you really like to do? Well, a lot of them actually, but um, the Andrews Sisters, because that's the group in that right. group, we do a lot of their songs, so that's fun. But Ella Fitzgerald, um, I d there's so many songs that I love. I, I love some of Frank Sinatra's songs. I. So when you do the Andrews Sisters, do you just sing, or do you guys like get into it? You're snapping your fingers and we get going, into oh, it that's too, great. yeah. And it's very close harmony, right? So it's really fun. And the other two ladies that sing with me, it took us a while to find the three that our voices really blend, and they almost become one. And we know what the other person is going to do. You know, we just know we know what, how you're going to move or it's just you kind of have to be uh, in simpatico with each other to yes. do close harmony because it basically is you're trying to be one instrument through three people exactly and that's fun <clears throat> so you uh, how long have you been coming to conventions so you, you did the voice from like late 90s and 2000s yes. until now I you know and amazement years ago I came in it was my first one I had done a little one in Dallas just because I had to do some card game or something that was Dragon Ball Z and I went to that one and then I just I I don't know I just for some reason didn't want to go I think it was because I wasn't really familiar with it and sometimes I can be really funny about change I can be I don't know um, and and I wasn't sure about traveling on my own and all this but then Yoshimi contacted me 
and she was just so gracious and nice. And I said to my husband, I'm going to do this one. And he's like, good, because he wanted me to do some. And that this is my first one. And now I don't do a lot like some people, but I do several. I also, my son does some with me. Yes, your son, yeah. John, is a voice actor. Yeah, he, he was is. actually uh, Shigure in Fruits Basket, yes. which is one of my favorites. Yes, so and, like, oh. and they're bringing that back. I know, and I saw this, like, I was, I was like, doing research, like, oh, she's one of the, like, uh, co-workers, and, like, she's, like, a background. You do yeah. a lot, like, I, oh, I, I hear do. you every so often. I do a lot of these little parts, and I've got some little parts that come back again and again, and they, they'll put me as these uh, crazy grandmas or funny grandmas. Not or, bad roles, though. No, they're great roles, or sometimes serious, kind of a... Uh, there's this show called Double, Double Decker, where I'm this landlady, and she is crazy. And it's fun. Every time I go in there, it's fun. She sometimes smokes a cigar. <laughs> she sometimes carries a machine gun. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. But, yeah, my son, anyway, it's fun when he, he comes to cons with me. It's fun, because we get our kind of alone time. Because with my daughter, we always do things. You know, with daughters, you go out shop, whatever. Right. My son's got a family, and we do things family. We all go, you know, bowling, whatever we do things. But if we go to a con, I, you know, go to you dinner get to share with them. Yeah, and we get to talk and, you know, spend some time together. So I like that. And you talk about coming your first time. I mean, I remember my first animes, but it was almost 10 years ago, and I was just, like, about 16. And it is almost like, all I can think is, you're not in Kansas anymore. It's right. very, it's very different from how people, how sort of things work in the, the real world outside it any is. other time. So it, it can be kind of scary, but exciting at the same time. Exactly. Um, and it's always interesting to see it from a guest point of view, um, especially people who are for not from North Carolina. Like, I know a lot of the Japanese guests, they're sort of wild because uh, the South is very different from the rest of the United right. States. Um, and you've met Rusi Nakao, a Japanese oh, yes. voice actor, several times. Yes. Um, and apparently we've spent time together. Um, he's he's a very interesting man. He is a great man, and his daughter is so sweet, too. And I enjoy when we've, we've done um, panels together, and we've had fun, and it's like we can almost understand each other even though you have you a know, translator right and when we have a translator it's real good but even when we don't have a translator sometimes we just can i don't know how to explain it but when we do a panel together we just have fun and i know this year they i saw your panel with him a few years ago and now you have the third guy with yes, you so now it's like yes. it's, it's become a triple threat i um, know i mean now i think damon mills is the current voice actor frizo and i think chris ferris because he he's still uh, yes. sick but now it's like, well, then we'll have four, and then we'll have five. We'll just keep building. I know, and I think that Steve Prince is going to try to FaceTime Chris Ayres during our panel today. Good. I'm, be I'm nice. glad to hear he's been doing better. Yeah, me too. Because I've gotten to know him more and more lately, and uh, we're friends on Facebook, and we just really, really like each other. Always knew that you would turn on me someday, Vegeta, but I never knew when. Now I see that you were just waiting for the stakes to get high enough before you played your hand. A valiant effort, but in the end it just didn't work, now did it? I hope you've thoroughly enjoyed your little rebellion, because now it's over, my restless little warriors! die! 
I should have done this a long time ago! You ruined everything, you little scumbag! How dare you stick your nose in my affairs! I could have been a mortal! I hate you! <laughs> like I care if you hate me! I quit! I'm free now! To think I was nice to you all those years makes me want to puke! <laughs> That's right! Get it all out! Live boldly, even if it is only for a few more moments! <laughs> okay, time's up! <laughs> so, talking about Frieza, um... Dragon Ball Z is one of those shows that I feel like if you're not familiar with it, like I watched it when I was a little kid, like like five or six uh -huh. or seven, and Frieza was my favorite character, so that's why I was like, I want to interview Linda. Uh -huh. um, it's so wild and wacky and strange that people haven't seen it, so I'm just imagining if you're an actress and you're used to doing <laughs> very, you know, you're doing traditional American stage work and advertising, <laughs> and now I say, here's this pink and purple space alien, that's who you are now, how did that, like, how did you get cast? Well, um, it's it's kind of a funny story. I, I, uh, one of my friends who is an actress, she likes to go on. If she goes to audition, she likes to have lunch and just make it a day. Her name's Patty. So she called me. She said, "There's these open auditions at this little studio or something called Funimation in Fort Worth. You want to go with me and chat?" And I go, mm, "I don't know," because I was just home and relaxing. She's going, come on, it'll just be fun. We'll just go audition for this little thing. It's some kind of cartoon. And she goes, I don't really know what it is. Some Japanese something or other. She goes, come on. So she talked me into it. So we went and we went up. It was like in a bank building kind of a thing. We walked up there in a the little studio and they had us listen to different voices because it was the Canadian actors. Right. They had us listen to them and then imitate them Yes, and so we would listen in one booth to all the voices, and then we had to remember, and then went into the other booth to record, and um, there was some copy there, and you had to remember what those voices sounded like without listening to them again, and audition. So I did all different voices, and I was kind of thinking, um, you know, something like this was what I was going to get, because I always did that kind of voice, but they had me do this raspy I listen to this voice and you know so I imitated it and I I bet it was um, then we left there and I didn't even think that much more of it and then a few weeks later they called me and said oh we'd like you to play Frieza and I go okay which one's Frieza and they told me it's that one with the real raspy voice and this and that but I still had no idea what it was gonna all entail so I you had hadn't no seen like a I, picture or anything yeah I, I didn't know and uh, then I found out what Frieza really was, and wow, all that fighting, all that yelling and screaming, it was like, wow! But it it was fun. I enjoyed it. So. Um, and you did that voice for a, almost a, a decade, yes, if not yes, longer. Yes. Um, like, and not just the original cartoon, the video games, yes, all like the advertisements, games, yes. all that. Um, and the DVD, the movies. Right, the and I think they, you redid it again like, yes. because they edited the dialogue and then it was, okay, we're going to do it again. <laughs> so, um, so one of the things that really interests me with dub actors in particular is like if you do a stage play, um, even one that has been done several times before, I mean, Black Dubois has been played by several different actresses over many, many years. Um, 
it's still a character that you get to kind of do your own thing with, but with right. recreating a performance or redoing it, you have another performance you're being compared to. So when you did Frieza or any of your roles, did you ever kind of do like a dramaturgy, like, okay, kind of how do I do this character? What is this character to me? Like, did you have like a, a little idea of how you thought of him or? I, at first, it was pretty much they wanted me to imitate this voice. But as, as I continued to do Frieza, I started getting the personality and started feeling like what Frieza was, like very sarcastic, very all about Frieza. Frieza was it. Nobody else even mattered, you know. Everything was about Frieza. And I just kind of got into that. And evil, but evil with wit and evil with a little comedy, you know. And I just got into the character that way. Other characters, like um, if I got to kind of do the voice I wanted, and sometimes you go, you don't know anything about them, though. They'll tell you a little bit, so you don't have a lot of time. But I will, like, make up a little story real quick in my head, you know. And then I try to just become them. That's, that's my best way, is just trying to become. I picture myself as them. That's really what I do. <laughs> um, and... I've always heard villains are the best roles to play, though, because you get to really, uh, you don't have any restrictions. You get to yes. completely let your id loose and play um, different ranges you normally might not to get. If you play a hero, they usually stay in one particular yes. little area. They might grow over the course of the story, but villains, you get to sort of be, you can be sad, happy, frustrated, elated, so. They are. It is fun playing the villain, and it also gets a lot of angst out of you like if you're in the booth doing all that when I would leave I felt just so ah, just so relaxed and stuff some people say it makes them mad though when they do a character like that when they leave they feel mad not me I felt like oh I got all that stuff out of me blowing I'm up a good. planet is very cathartic yes it is <laughs> So you did this voice for so long. Are there any interesting experience you might have, like maybe while doing the character, or like maybe you or fans you've met? Have you ever had any experiences from doing anime dub acting that really kind of stuck with you? Okay, this is uh, well a lot of stories that fans tell me, but one that really sticks with me um, all the time is mm, it's going to make me cry. But this young lady came up to me and um, she said, "I just love Genkai." And she said, can I tell you a story? And I said, sure. And she said, I was in an abusive marriage. <laughs> it's going to make me cry. And she said, my husband almost killed me. And she said, I was in the hospital. And I just didn't even feel like going on. And she said, for some reason, I started watching Yu Yu Hakusho. And she said, Genkai was his strong character and was telling all this wisdom. And she said, it made me feel stronger. And she said, every day I got stronger and stronger. And she said, it's like I did what Genkai said. And she said, that's how she healed. And I was like, oh my goodness. You know, I would never even known that. And I'm so glad fans tell me those stories. Because when they tell me these, those stories, I know that, you know, I was placed by God to do these parts to help other people. Well, I want to tell you, um, Frieza was my favorite when I was a little boy and I, you know, was watching cartoons like children do. Um, I was always very, I was always smaller than my brothers and sisters and my cousins and they always made fun of me because I was a bit girly and I had the high-pitched voice 
And I always like villains because villains are always on the outside of everyone else. And mm -hmm. Frieza is this very tiny yes. little person. Yes. He's pink and purple. He's yes. very effeminate. And he has yes. a high, he's voiced by a woman. And yes. he's this little weird alien, but he's the most powerful person. Yes. And everyone's scared of him. And he does not have to be like the tough macho guy. He just has to be the witty, smart one who says, I don't have to listen to you. And I can blow you up if I feel like right. it. And when you're very young and small and you're kind of the weird effeminate kid, that's very empowering. Oh. It's like, you know, maybe, maybe I'm from outer space and everyone's just being mean to me and they don't need to be. <laughs> really? So, you know, people are always like, oh, this anime thing's so ridiculous. But, you know, if you were to ask oh. any of these people, I think stories, no matter where they come from, connect yes. all of us. And I think getting to meet the people who bring them to life is such a special thing. And I'm glad that more actors are starting to get that chance to do that. I'm glad, too. I, I really enjoy coming to these cons now. And I really enjoy meeting people and meeting fans and... Um, meeting other actors and um, it's it's fun it's nice and they sure treat us good at this con let me tell you it's southern hospitality yes, we have we yes, have no other option yes. to do that my husband he says to me are you at a con or a spa <laughs> because they treat us so well um, have you had a chance to um, see any of the work done by any of the other voice actors who've uh, went on to do freeze after you uh, left the role. Yeah, I'll, I'll look like on YouTube, and and I'll I'll, I'll listen. Yes. I mean, they went into a different direction, yes. but um, yes. I, I've kind of learned, it's like, everyone has their favorite, and I think you're the favorite of a lot of people who grew up in that generation watching it. I, I told us, like, it was a soap opera for us, like, we had to watch yes. it every afternoon, yes. it was like, you know, it we missed was. it. So, that's why, because there's so many people that it's their childhood, and, and that's why they they like my voice a lot, and and they grow up and have kids, and, and that's the one they play for their kids, too, is uh It's one of those things like, uh, like Batman or Superman where, you know, it just will go on probably forever because, you know, some things just strike a chord with the culture. Yes. And so there's going to be actors playing these characters, know. you know, forever. And who would have known, you know? I don't think anyone ever knows. It's always one of those sort of lightning-in-a-bottle things. Yeah. Let's all open our lots now. If the paper inside it is read, then congratulations. You have passed the first of today's screenings. Please be blank. Please be blank. <laughs> well, lucky me, I won. Hey, you got a red one also? Didn't mean to. Those who won, please follow me. So you also did Genkai and yes. Jin Hakusho, like you said. Now, um, how did that casting go? That casting, um, actually, Justin Cook said, I, I think I want you for this part. So I had to just go in and read, and um, he said, he, that was basically for that one. I really liked playing Genkai. Genkai was fun. And my son's in that one also. When did your son start, in, when did you start doing voice work together? Okay, he um, went to North Texas, and he was graduating, and I was... I was doing Frieza, and they were looking for some more people to run the computer, you know. Um, and I said to Chris Sabat, well, I bet my son would be good at that because he's good at that kind of thing. And and um, I said, and he's a musician. And there are so many musicians at Funimation because when you're musical, you can be a good engineer when you're musical. Um, we have to listen to these beeps before we come in and do our lines, and it's 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 kind of 
I don't know, there's a musicality about it. So he said, oh, wait, what's your son's name? And I said, John Bergmeier. And he said, um, he said, D what does he do then? I said, well, he is in a band. Um, he goes, he's in a band? And I go, yeah. And um, it's called Elgato. And he goes, I know that band. He goes, I know who he is. So he goes, yeah, I'll bring him in to interview. And he interviewed, he started working, then he started, he ended up being the head writer, then doing writing, then doing voices. They just pulled him in the booth one time. They're going, oh wait, we need someone. Bergmar, get in here. <laughs> That's how he started with the voice. So I think a lot of people have the misconception that voice acting is like a radio play where all of you are in one room together. Oh yes. And you're, you're, but uh, you, you, it's very solitary, like you come in and yes, do your lines. Um, have you solitary. ever, have you got to interact more with the people you worked with in that time or like through cons or? Um, yes, now through cons, but when we first started it was small there, so we got, we saw each other going in and out a lot and they used to have um, parties pretty often, you know, where we'd all meet and um, so we got to know each other that way. And it, it was it was like almost a little family at first. It was very small, and now it's huge. Animation's huge. They have a booth downstairs, and I remember a time where you know usually it was just like smaller vendors, but now actually having companies bring booths into a convention is like it's a little. It's like again, I started this about ten years ago, and now I'm like it's just blown up. And, oh yeah. I mean, even just from it's a fan blown perspective, up. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. You've done, when was the first time you got to meet Rusi Nakao, um, the Frieza voice actor from Japan? Was that at okay, the convention? That was here. That was here. That was here. Uh-huh. And um, we just got along so well that um, Yoshimi just likes to bring, every time he comes, she likes to bring me back if I can come too. So we can do panels and then I add more Frieza's. <laughs> um... So when you, you um, for those of you at home who don't know, they do a panel here at Animazement where they have all the Frieza voice yes. actors come together and sort of uh, talk about the character and their uh, how they've done it. Have you had any interesting experiences from doing those panels in particular, like any sort of uh, some, anything funny or a fan might have told you something or anything that you might not have expected? I mean, coming from doing this, not knowing who this character was, to now you have to basically sit and give a class to fans about doing this. I know. I find out they know so much more than I do about all this anime, but um, uh, Mr. Nakayo, he brought a clip, and it was um, it was Frieza throwing a fire ball, I think, or death beam. I'm not sure, but Frieza was saying something like "Die Planet" or whatever. But we let the guests come out that were at the panel and put in any line they wanted. So it was so funny. Like someone was like, fly American Airlines. And someone's like, I'll take fries with that. And they were doing all these funny things. And it was, they were very creative. And I just had fun. I was just laughing so hard having them do dub, you know. And then and, uh, they'd set back the click, set their voice up. So it looked like that was coming out of Frieza. So it was great. It's kind of a Dragon Ball, I guess, because it was uh, one of the first things to really hit hard here in America and become like a, a big popular thing. It has 
uh, sort of a, a mainstream appeal, and but the really dedicated fans they love to recontextualize it and remix it and they do their do. own thing with it. It's uh, it's got I think they have their own convention for just that now. Yes, and yes. that's very amazing to me that something can get so popular that it can no longer take up just a part of a general convention. It has to have its own. I know it was huge too. It's been two years now. I've been to it both times, and it's crazy that there's that many people that just are there for Dragon Ball Z. You know? I mean, there were, like, I think, three series of Dragon Ball, and yes, Z was yes, just yes. one, the middle part yes. of it, and that was the thing that people really got into. It was the thing that, yeah, you're right. They really did. So, um, when you left Frieza and Genkai, um, you continued to do uh, little character roles here and there for Funimation. Yes. What, have you, what do you do now? Do you mostly do your singing part, or...? They call me in pretty often. Um, still to do, like, I've got some characters that come back. One's a, a crazy landlady on a show called Double Decker. Um, one is kind of a serious, almost government kind of spy. I'm not sure what she is, but her name is Monica from Certain Magical Index 3, I think. And then there's this new part. I'm just doing it. I can't remember the name of the show, but it is, it's a crazy show. And she's this crazy grandma that always is watching her, like, soap operas or whatever. But she, her crazy things can happen, and it doesn't even phase her. She just is deadpan. It's, it's really a cute character. And they'll call me in for um, just kind of off the wall or real serious or someone that talks a lot and has a lot of dialogue. And of course I still do Baba, which Baba's fun. I love doing Baba. And I still do Poorly Yusukan Fairy Tale, and that's those are still going on too. Um, so it just seems like I don't know what I'm gonna do when I go in there a lot of times, but it's fun. Do you have any kind like a particular type of character you really enjoy playing? I think I kind of like doing the comedy. I mean, I've always liked doing comedy, so I think I like them when they're kind of funny. They say that's <laughs> the most difficult type of acting. Comedy know, is harder I than know. drama. It's easy to make drama funny. It's hard to make comedy funny. I guess so, but I, it's something I've always enjoyed. And um, even with Frieza, you know, I got that comedy into Frieza. I just, even though it was evil comedy... I mean, was, deadpan black humor is, you know, yeah. it's, it's hard to do, especially if you're in a, a series that is sort of, in its own world, serious. It's, it's, they're high stakes, but when you get to play a bad guy, you get to, you have the sort of permission to make dark jokes yes. or uh, kind of snipe at people more. Yes, and when, then, and when it's written well and then the director directs you well, then you really... Could do a good job. What was it like working with the directors of, of the dub for Dragon Ball Z and Yu Hakusho? Um, what kind of... Did they have any sort of input that you've kind of taken with you since you've been doing this? Well, Chris Sabat actually taught me how to do all those, you know, fighting noises like, you know, and scream. He really helped me with that and helped me with a lot of things that all of them do. Justin was a really kind of neat kind of laid-back kind of director but could really tell he could really explain well what he wanted you to do really and all the directors there are really they're really nice to work with um I haven't had any that that I couldn't understand what they were trying to tell me you know what I mean right so because sometimes that can happen 
You can get can it. Can you directly. be more purple? That yeah. sort of thing. Or they say, wait, wait, do it do it and add this and add that and you don't know what they're talking about and then they end up saying wait do it like you did the first time and then you're like oh wait that was 50 times ago (laughs) but Funimation I've had real good experience with the um, directors Um, they know about the shows and um, they can really even if it's a character coming in they pretty well explain to you what's going on and you just find it out that day right then but still they tell you what's basically going on. And since you started, um, not necessarily dub uh, animation voice acting, but voice acting in general probably the mid to late 90s and now you're still doing it, what sort of changes have you seen in the industry in that that span of time? Oh my goodness, all technical changes. I mean, it's just with... I mean, just look at what uh, we have here. I know. A mic and a laptop. So many, so totally different. In fact, some of my friends that are actresses and are older, they just can't even keep up with it because they they don't want to learn the technical part because even auditions and stuff can be online and um, you I, know, I you know have to some put voice everything actors, online. Yeah. they will be at like a convention or on vacation and they will go into a closet and they you have to record and send it over yes. the internet now they don't even want you to come into the studio sometimes right in fact I've I I'm on this one voice one two three and they send me auditions but I don't have to do them I can just choose if I want to. And they had a couple they sent to me, but I didn't get a chance to do them because I couldn't. There was no place I could really go and do them. So that that's fine with me. But if it was from my agent, I would have to do it, you know? I'd have to figure out, okay, how do I do this now? <laughs> so is there any... Is there any takeaway you have? You've done, you've been acting for a very long time, yes. and you still act, yes. and you've kind of seen this subculture, basically a culture now. Yes. It's no longer on the fringes, grow up. Is there any sort of takeaway you have from all this? Like, if you could sum up your experience playing Frieza and Genkai and all these roles in one sentence, how would you do that? I would say that it gave me another family. Because I have my musician family, my acting family, and this is like an anime family, you know? And my church family, all different families, my family family. We all need I mean, it's like group. all different all families. And this is like a family too, because um, there's just that common interest. And everyone's really has fun when they're here. They get to be with other people that are more like them and they feel better about themselves and yeah so family <laughs> so obviously anyone could hear you in the many releases of Dragon Ball Z oh, or yes. Yu Yu Hakusho or any of the video games uh, yes. is there anywhere people could listen to your music if they wanted to you know I there's some things on YouTube and uh, things of things I've sung with big bands and but sometimes it's hard for me to even find it because um, sometimes I wouldn't even know it was being recorded. Right. You know what I mean? You mostly do live music. Yes. So yes. you're not in the, the studio mixing sessions no, or anything, right? No. So, yeah, we do it live. And um, I really enjoy that, too. I enjoy singing with the big band a lot. And I enjoy singing with the group and I, of the, the other women. And I also like singing with the smaller. Um, you know, there's a piano player. Uh, he plays, and then a guy that plays sax, clarinet, and flute, and then a drummer. That's fun with being with them too. And they're older. They're all like, this is amazing, but um, they're in their 80s, and the drummer 
is in his 90s. Oh, my. Of that. Um, and he's still story. going. Yes. Which just shows music keeps you young. Musicians. You heard it here. <laughs> yeah, because they are seasoned musicians. I mean, Bill Flint on the keyboard, he can play by ear or by music. And you just have to hum a few bars. He can play it. And the same way with Marshall, who is on the flute and the sax and the clarinet. He's the same way. He can play a song, any key. It's amazing. They are good musicians. Well, Linda, I want to thank you so much for taking the time off your I know very busy schedule because I saw the guest <laughs> schedule. It was very hectic to talk to us today. Um, I know a lot of people are going to be very happy to hear this. Oh, so thanks. thank you so much thanks, from Sully. all of us here. And you know that my grandson's one of his best friends' name is Sully. I never meet any <laughs> other people named Sully. Well, he is. There are, we're out there. It's so. terrifying, but we're out there. <laughs> Right, well, thank you so much, and thank you again for listening to us here at Third Impact Anime. You can find us at on Twitter at T-I underscore anime, and on Facebook at thirdimpactanime.com. There you can find us. Uh, you can hear Linda in the various uh, Funimation <laughs> releases of Dragon Ball Z and Yu Hawker Show and uh, the other roles she's done. Thank you so much again for being with thank us. Thank you so much. Ah!